And this is what I explain to my patients. I say, look, your syndrome, your pattern according to Chinese medicine is clear. There is no confusion about it, but it doesn't mean that, that it's easy to treat. I'm Michael Max, and this is Geological. We've all heard and probably laughed when a teacher or another practitioner says, patients lie. It's funny. It's funny because we've all had the experience of patients telling us one thing at one time and something completely different another time. Or when they say that they're fine, but we notice the limp in the grimace when they walk into the office. Or when we ask how they're doing and they say, eh, about the same, but they neglect to mention that they're no longer waking in the middle of the night or that they've forgotten all about the reflex that used to dog them on a daily basis. I suspect we get this idea that our patients lie for two reasons. One is that we can't not look through our Western lenses of, there's a problem here for me to fix. That's the agreement about medicine that we grew up with here. Just like it takes a lot of work to see the world through stories other than those from our family of origin, so too it takes some cultivation to practice medicine that's not transacted like that of an auto repair. And the second is because we're not dealing with a person. We're in conversation with a committee. Our patients see themselves as a singularity, as one thing. Call it the constructed self, ego, identity, what have you. And we see them that way too. Although we like to think we're more nuanced. Maybe we see them as an earth type or we cotton to their propensity toward damp heat and the mischief that can bring. We see them as having something, usually constellated around, air quotes here, the problem that brought them into our door. But there's a lot more here. Maybe there's a daughter who's trying to please her mother by trying to make her a grandmother, but her body's not willing. Maybe a businessman is really good at controlling others, but can't make his own digestion behave. Whoever or whatever brought someone in to see you, that's just one aspect to them. From the perspective of the 12 channels, one of them is off. And at the moment, it's really noisy too. But we need to remember the entirety of a person is always there. And if we've been focusing on one part and another aspect pipes up, well, there it is. It seems that patient has been lying. But they haven't. It's that we haven't been listening to the whole. Consider that when talking to your patient, you're not talking to one person. You're talking to a committee. Have you ever been on a committee? Then you know there are multiple voices and priorities, and you'd be a fool to mistake consensus of the committee for the actual feelings of any individual member. All right, friends, we're about to get into today's show. This is a conversation on Chinese medicine dermatology. Yep, we're going to go a lot more than just skin deep on this one. These conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Worried that an EMR is too complex for you? Jane has friendly and knowledgeable support. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Are you concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, Ancestral Sturman offers up a sinew treatment 
And the folks at Blue Poppy have something special to share as well. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. I don't know about you, but sometimes I take a step back and marvel at my acupuncture needles. I mean, they're the world's simplest medical tool, a sharpened wire and a handle. That's it. And with this simple tool, hundreds of health conditions can be resolved. I love it. What I didn't love was the amount of packaging waste I generated at the end of the day. But that has now changed too. Ever since I switched to AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles, I reduced my packaging waste by 90%. Not only are they a great needle, but the folks at AccuFast plant a tree for every two boxes of needles I use in the clinic. By switching to AccuFast Needles, you'll be helping patients, planting trees, and joining a community of practitioners changing the world. Like our simple needle, being a part of the solution, it's simple too. Visit AccuFastNeedles.com slash geological to learn how. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect Pumsar brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies. As we welcome the month of May, our focus is on women's health. Our newsletter articles and podcast episodes this month will highlight different aspects and unique challenges women face. So subscribe or tune in. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our women's health formulas this month. Just visit Mayway.com. This season and every season, trust Mayway Herbs for your health and wellness needs. And thank you for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. I love how technology can help to automate my office. And I want to share with you my favorite tool for doing so, Jane. Jane is a clinic management software in EMR with a human touch. Whether you're switching your software or going paperless for the first time, the Jane team knows that the onboarding process can feel a little overwhelming. That's why with Jane, you don't just get software, you get a whole team. Included in every Jane subscription is their award-winning customer support available by phone, email, and chat whenever you need it, even Saturdays. You can also book a free account setup consultation to review your account and ensure you feel confident about going live. If you're interested in making the switch to Jane, head to jane.app/switch to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. And be sure to mention the code geological at the time of sign up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Sabina Schmitz, welcome to Geological. Hi, Michael. So I've got a copy of your book on psoriasis. Do you? Um, I do. You know, really? I mean, well, yeah. You know, I'm kind of a fan of the books that are published by Eastland Press, or or at least you know come through Eastland Press. And so when I saw that, I thought, "Ooh, this is for me," because 
I mean, I've been at this for 20 years now. I have a little bit of experience treating dermatological issues. Some with success, but many not so much success. And psoriasis is a really tough one for Western medicine, and at least for me with Chinese medicine. And so I was delighted to see, wow, great, there's a whole book devoted to this. Maybe I can learn something. And, and that's how it got into my hands. I'm curious to know, what is it about dermatological problems and psoriasis in particular that took you down the path that eventually led to this book? I studied Chinese dermatology in China at the, the Zhejiang Chinese Medical University in Hangzhou. And my main topic was psoriasis and uh, scalp psoriasis in particular. So I had to do a lot of research on it. I had to treat a lot of patients so that I was able to make a lot of experience with it. At the end, I had a lot of material of it. So I decided I just write a book about it. I had to do a literature research you have to prove that there is no other material on it. And so I made the experience that there was not comprehensive material on this topic. And so I thought, hmm, it could be a very good idea to write a handbook on this topic. I would say I'm a very practical person. So I said it should be a practical handbook. I called it a practical handbook. And um, that's the whole story. Well, I think that may be the beginning of this story. One of the great things about Chinese medicine is that it is so practical. Yeah, it is. Right? I mean, we have beautiful ideas and there's lovely theories. But the wonderful thing is that it can work and it can work really well and it can work really quickly too when you know what you're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, were you interested in dermatology in general in the beginning? Was there something that drew you to wanting to treating skin conditions? What What is it that got your attention and that you wanted to focus in this particular area? Yeah. I decided relatively early to specialize. I think it was in the first year of my practice. I always thought if you focus on one area, you can become an expert in that field. I have to say that gynecology has been always my passion, but skin diseases are next to women's disorder, the second most common complaints I see in my practice. And so it happens uh, that I have been specializing in Chinese gynecology and Chinese dermatology. Gynecology and dermatology fit, according to my opinion, uh, perfectly well to e each other. Women often have both at the same time. For example, they have period issues combined with, uh, for example, acne. Or vice mm -hmm. versa. Yes, so, of course. Yeah, you can treat both at the same time. And it's so interesting. And you can help women 
not just women, but uh, I'm talking about gynecology now, you can help uh, patients with uh, two main complaints at the same time with one method, TCM. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Well, this is this is something I see a fair amount in my practice. Women come in, and, and here's the term that they use here in the United States. They say, I've got this problem with my period, you know, and I've got this acne because I'm, I'm using air quotes here, hormonal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they say that over in Europe as well. They say, I'm hormonal. And, you know, hormones are involved. But I suspect that if we simply look at hormones and we don't look at what else is going on, and especially with, you know, our TCM kinds of eyes that can look deeper into things, you know, we can see way beyond, oh, there's a hormonal change that's, that's causing the acne and help them. So can you give us a couple of ideas on how to treat women who have acne with their period? I make the same experiences like you in your practice. Women often use, or in most of the cases, they use Western words of diagnosis. And I always say, mm, stop. We are not working with this. Just explain or tell me what kind of problems you have, what kind of complaints you have. I ask what are you here for? Or what can I help you with? Because TCM is not working in the Western terms, so we don't use it. Of course, I know it because I did a Western medicine or I have worked in the Western medicine field before, but uh, we are doing Chinese medicine and uh, we are working differently. The main thing which is important to treat skin diseases always focus on the lesion with lesion you can mean a pimple just a small acne spot or a psoriasis lesion or eczema lesion so you just have to look at the skin if you are experienced enough looking at the skin checking tongue and pulse this could be enough you see it in china they don't have the time to sit down and talk for 30 minutes, it's not possible because hundreds of patients are waiting outside to be treated. So they check the skin, they check the pulse and the tongue, and that's it. Of course, we are not in China. I'm based in Germany. And of course, I take time to talk to my patients and um, taking time in general. So I look at the skin, I look how does the lesion appear, I ask questions, are there other symptoms for acne, for example, is it painful? How deep is it? Is it filled with pus? Where is the acne spot? It's also important. For psoriasis, you can ask questions like, is it itching? Is it burning? Is it bleeding sometimes? Things like discharge. So uh, if something, if pus is coming out, it's obviously you can see it. You don't have to ask this question. If you put or hold your hand 
above the skin you can uh, feel if it's hot, if heat is coming up, then you know mm, there's heat inside. You don't have to ask this because you can see it. It must be red if it's if it's hot, of course. It's very simple. You can see a lot of things. You can ask questions, but in skin diseases, it's very simple. You can see a, a lot of um, symptoms without asking a lot of questions. Sometimes patients making their appointments, this just came up to my mind, patients making appointments maybe two or three months in advance because uh, there is no free appointment available the next week or in two weeks. So they have to wait two or three months. And usually if they come, that they say, oh, I'm so sorry, but now I'm okay. But as I have called you, the skin looked so terrible. I'm sorry, now I look great. And then I ask, do you have uh, pictures? Can you show me pictures? And this is very helpful. A lot of patients are taking pictures from their skin and then I can get an idea how was it before. I think this is important if you uh, write uh, confirmation emails, for example. I do this in my practice because patients are making their appointments two or three months in advance. So I remind them one or two weeks before. I write that they don't have to scrape their tongue and uh, that pictures of the skin, if they come for skin conditions, could be very helpful. You said something that really got my attention. You said, with skin diseases, it's simple. <laughs> it's simple in making diagnosis, but not simple in treating the patient itself. Yeah. Okay. Those, those are very helpful distinctions. And I'm glad that you made that distinction between easy to diagnose and, and maybe more challenging to actually treat. I mean, if I'm characteristic of many Chinese medicine practitioners, and I suspect I'm a pretty average practitioner, so maybe other people think the same thing, we think that skin diseases are really hard. Well, they're hard to treat. I hadn't thought about it as being simple to diagnose. Because it seems to me when something's hard to treat, it's also difficult to diagnose. And so I'm very grateful to you, and I'm, I'm curious to see in my clinical work what happens if I hold the idea in my head that, oh, it's a skin condition, this is, this is, this is simple, this is not that difficult, and really focus on looking at the lesions like you're saying, right? Didn't you, you do that before, Michael? I could do that before they even come in, if they send me a picture. No, they, they don't send me a picture, but they come with mm -hmm. a picture on their mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Because if they come, they look great, and the lesion is, is disappeared. Then I can get an idea how they looked like before. Why do you think these skin problems clear up by themselves? Maybe it's getting more quiet in their lives. They had two or three months' time. It's just an idea and just one example. My experience is that most, not all skin diseases, most of them, 
are related to emotional stuff, pressure, private or, or business related. And uh, if a patient has a peak in stress, the situation is very difficult, something terrible happened and so on, then they develop the skin disorder. But uh, as time goes by, the problem is getting more mild, then the skin is also getting better. I absolutely agree. Skin diseases are not easy to treat. They are difficult to treat. It's not an easy medical field in TCM. In, in conventional medicine as well, it's not easy. But um, in making a diagnosis, it's not th that difficult. If you know what you have to do, if you have your structure, and of course, if you are doing this every day, and if you have been doing this for several years, it's getting easier. You are getting faster. You are gaining experience. And uh, the lovely thing about Chinese medicine is the older we get, the better. That's great. So give me more 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. <laughs> Let's talk again. <laughs> so... Michael, if you're doing this every day, it's, it's, it's not difficult. And this is what I explain to my patients. I say, look, your syndrome, your pattern according to Chinese medicine is clear. There is, there is no confusion about it. But it doesn't mean that, that it's easy to treat. So I always, always explain it that way. You have not always a clear image in your mind. Sometimes syndromes or, or, or patterns are mixed up. In this case, I say to my patient, just let's start. We start and then we, we sort it out. It's getting clearer. The next time you come, it's getting clearer. The appointment after the next one, we have more clearness. And then we will attack or we will treat this what we see then, because I treat the patients like they appear at this appointment. And I always explain during uh, the first appointment that they don't, should expect miracles. It's not possible. Most of the patients who are coming to our practices have received uh, Western medicine before. Most of them have taken cortisone, no matter which skin disease, psoriasis, neurodermatitis, and so on. And I always explain, uh, please don't expect that we improve your skin condition within uh, one or two months. It's not possible. It's just not possible. Let's start and we just try our best. Hello everyone, Anne Cecil Sturman here. A working knowledge of the eight extraordinary channels from the unbroken oral tradition of acupuncture is valuable beyond words. The power of these channels is tremendous if the practitioner has well-integrated diagnostic, theoretical and practical skill. 
You'll be familiar with Dumai, the governor channel or the sea of Yang, the primal reservoir of Yang, which ultimately finances all movement and growth. But this channel also governs the ability to self-determine. The psycho-emotional presentation of your patients can be matched to a classical activation of this channel, clearing impedance in the free flow of Yang Qi to body, mind and spirit. I'd like to share with you the marvelous potency of the Do channel in a full-length live treatment video from the seminar I taught last year in Melbourne, Australia. It's at ancecilsturman.com forward slash sinews2024. Click on the jump to free teaching button or see the link on my Instagram page at ancecilsturman. Thanks, Michael. Back to you. I suspect that many people are coming to us because conventional medicine also has not been that helpful. Exactly. In their condition. And so when we say give us a few months, you know, on one hand, you know, some people may think, why does it take so long? And on the other hand, some people are probably thinking, well, I've already spent years of unsuccessfully treating it. Why not give it a few months? That a few months actually sounds fast compared to years of suffering. Yeah. And most of our patients, for example, neurodermatitis, I'm working mainly with adults. They have it for 20 or 30 years, maybe 40. Long time. <laughs> very long time. Very, very long time. So four months, it's not long. Five months. Not very long. Yeah, I think it's really helpful to remind people to set it in a context so that they don't get discouraged and, and that they'll continue with the treatment. Yeah, and like for psoriasis, I think it's very important to inform patients that the treatment takes about six months. That's a common uh, time period for treating uh, psoriasis. And I think it's important to inform the patients about this. And I also say that doesn't mean that nothing happens <laughs> within these six months. No, of course not. At least this is my experience and how I work in my practice. Patients should see improvement after two or three months, no matter which disease. If they don't see an improvement after three months, something is wrong and maybe I'm not the right person. Would it be fair to say that even after one month of treatment, there should be something that's notable? It may be small, but there, there's something that should be notable that you could point to as a practitioner and say, well, when you came in four weeks ago, your legions were like this, and now you come in and they're like, they're like that. And, and it's something that would be notable to the patient, not just to the practitioner. Yeah. Sometimes we have these ideas in Chinese medicine, oh, the tongue is different or the pulse is different, and we would notice that. But, but patients wouldn't notice that. And I don't think it's even fair to ask a patient to pay attention to that. But certainly asking them to pay attention to their skin is, is totally a reasonable thing to do. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. You are right. 
And I think it's also helpful to ask other questions about their digestion or in women about their period because they like to forget the changes. It's very important to write everything down at the beginning. And then sometimes you have a patient and um, that patient says, oh, nothing happens. And I say, wait a minute, let's check it again, again from the beginning. So, and we are going through the symptoms and an end. And then, and this happens quite often, the patient says, oh, yeah, ah, oh, I don't have this anymore. Good that you are saying this. I can't remember. And then I say, look, if you can't remember, it's gone. Exactly. And the patient says, yeah, you are right. <laughs> They like to forget. I've seen the same thing. And I think it is very natural to forget that we've had problems because when we are really healed from something, we simply get back to our life. We don't think about, oh, how I used to be. We just experience our life as we are and we, we enjoy our life as, as it is. So I think it's very common for people to get a kind of amnesia. They forget they had a problem. I consider that to be a sign of good health. That's true. On the other hand, you can say that it's your responsibility as a practitioner to remind them. Or you as a practitioner have to be focused on what you are doing. You have to keep it in mind. Oh, this patient had... Let's have a look, this and this and this. You don't, or you shouldn't have to forget it. You have to keep in your mind the symptoms of this patient. Absolutely, yes. It, it's our job to guide them from a place of illness to a place of health and then remind them about the journey that they took because they will forget. Mostly they will forget. If we're doing our jobs well, they forget. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to come back for a moment. Earlier in the conversation, we were talking about women who have problems with their period and problems with acne. Could you give us some pointers on how to treat that, some things to look for, maybe some formulas to consider, some uh, patterns that we would want to look to see if her presence so we could treat those? It really depends. You have to look uh, where the acne is. For example, a lot of women have acne at their back. And usually these pimples are very deep and uh, very painful. In this uh, condition, I like to use two fooling with very high dosage, about 30 grams. And then you have to check when does the acne appears. Is it before the period or at the beginning? And you have to check what are the other symptoms around. Are they constipated? Do they sweat before? How does the sweat smells? If you see that the woman is getting uh, stagnated before their period, you have to resolve the stagnation. You have to move chi. For example, a very simple form formula, it's very easy, but it's very effective, 
is Xiaoyao-san. Uh, and then you use, of course, we all know it. It's 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 not a wisdom. Uh, we we can use Mu Danpi and Chitze together, and then just use Tu Fuling for the deep pimples at their back. It's just it's just a very simple example, but it works. If they have a period pain, you can add Yan Hu or Xiang Fu. It's very simple. I like to work uh, in my formulas with uh, modules. So I have a basic formula. I always have a main formula and then I work with modifications. Sometimes if no basic formula pops up in my mind, I work uh, with uh, modules and I create my own formula like... um, one module with three or four herbs, moving chi, working on the pain, and then maybe three or four herbs for treating the skin, like you have said, for acne and something like this. So this is how I work, and I think it's not difficult. It's not complicated, and it's effective. I'm kind of a lazy acupuncturist and herbalist, so I love the idea of having some basics that you can go to that sort of mostly will cover a situation and then some other things that I can just use again and again, like, oh, I need to move some blood. Well, you know, I've got my favorite blood movers that that I tend to go to, or I need to move some chi. And so I've got, you know, there's a, a few different combinations of chi movers that I will pull from and use as well. So that thinking makes a lot of sense to me because in clinic, we're usually busy and there's so much going on. Of course, we need to create some kind of a formula that matches our patient, but to create something from scratch every time would just be impossible. But that's the way I work, Michael. So you create it from scratch every time. Yeah. I'm confused here because I thought I heard you say there's some some modules that you like to use. You take these like building blocks and put them yeah, together. Yeah, but these modules are individual. I never used the same because no patient has the same uh, syndrome or is uh, in the same situation. It's just not possible. I always create an individual formula. Of course, I have my favorite herbs, but I never do the same. Never. I love hearing that. It's one of the reasons that I find Chinese herbalism so fascinating because we so carefully look to see who is this patient, and then we so carefully go to look at each of the herbs and see how does this match and help support this person. And you know what? I love days in my practice where I can just give acupuncture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because if you write a prescription, if you sit down, write a script, it takes you time. Giving acupuncture, your job is done. Yeah, you don't have the extra time to um, write a herbal script. And if you have 10 scripts a day or whatever, our Chinese colleagues, 50, 80, 100, 
you think your brain is exploding. Sometimes I have headaches in the evening. Too many herbal scripts. But uh, what kind of practitioner would I be without working um, on an individual basis? I'm not doing a Western medicine with one pill for thousands of patients. It's not possible. Right. Well, and we see this all the time with patients who come in. They say, oh, I've got this uh, psoriasis. What's the herb for psoriasis? There is no herb for psoriasis. There are a combination of herbs that fit who you are with psoriasis and will help you become who you are without psoriasis. I mean, we, the beauty of what we do is that we can change physiology. We can help patients change their physiology. Patients love to ask the question, what is your experience with other patients? And I ask, are you the others? Ah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's not possible. And then if I say this, they realize, mm, strange question. And then I explain that we were treated like they are on this day. And it makes perfectly sense to them. I want to circle back here and dig into psoriasis a little bit because that's, that's what we started the conversation with, you know, your book, your inquiry. This is a, an issue that I've seen people come in with over the years. Oddly enough, I haven't seen it much lately. I think I saw more people with psoriasis when I lived in Seattle. But since moving here to the American Midwest, I, I see a lot more eczema. But I don't think I've seen many people with psoriasis. And maybe just because people here don't have the idea that they can see a Chinese medicine practitioner for skin problems. You know, it just might be that people here don't realize that. Or maybe there's less psoriasis here. I don't know. Regardless... I would love to get some ideas from you on how to think about treating psoriasis. I'd like to say something to the patients with psoriasis you didn't see for a long time. If your clinic is focused on dermatology, they will come. If we write at our website, we treat everything. You see different uh, diseases, not just skin diseases. But uh, for me, for example, I have clearly written at my website what I'm doing. I'm doing Chinese gynecology and dermatology. And therefore, um, it gives me the chance to see the patients with skin diseases, women's disorders. So uh, I see a lot of patients with uh, psoriasis. So um, I would think if you would have the focus on dermatology, you would see more. This disease is increasing. It's getting more and more. And especially in uh, America and the States, it's not less. The percentage is not less. So help me understand and help our listeners understand a little better how we can start 
thinking about treating this kind of a skin condition so we can be more help to our patients? First of all, if a patient with psoriasis comes in, you have to do the same as we have talked uh, at the beginning. You look at the lesions. So this is the main thing. You check where is the lesion. Is it more at the upper body? Is it uh, on the legs? Where is it exactly? That makes a difference. And then you uh, have to check, is it red? What kind of red is it? Is it fresh red, a deep red? Is it more purplish? Is the skin dry? Is it uh, full of scales? How thick are the scales, the plugs? If the skin is very dry, the skin is usually itchy. If patients feel um, an itching sensation, you have to ask, when is it most itchy? Uh, is it during the day or during the night? And it makes a difference then. And it also makes a difference in uh, what herbs you are using in the prescription then. So uh, you have to ask about itchiness and do they feel a burning sensation and so on. You have to ask about the onset, about the duration, but that this is clear. You have to ask these questions for, for each disease, no matter if it's uh, psoriasis or not. You can ask questions like, what makes it better or what makes it worse? And most of the time they say, stress makes it worse, pressure makes it worse, alcohol, uh, heat. Like uh, if they are going to um, a hot country like Asia and they eat different food, hot and spicy food, the skin is getting worse during a hot climate um, in, in most of the cases. So you look at the skin lesion, you ask about their sleep, about their energy in women, about their period. Of course, you can ask questions about stress, overwork, night shifts, and so on. Sometimes you don't have to ask, you see it. And then uh, at the end, you have to check tongue and pulse, and that's it. Then you have your diagnosis, you have your syndrome. Hopefully, it's clear. <laughs> Sometimes it is not. But in, in most of the cases, uh, you can start with your treatment, and then you have your basic formula. Like I have said before, I usually have a basic formula. It pops up in my mind. Usually before I have asked questions, I see the patient, I see the skin lesion, and then I know, mm, okay, this formula. Yeah, you're already sort of in the ballpark, but just by looking at the lesions. That might sound strange, but it is like it is. A formula pops up in my mind, and then I, at the end I check tongue and pulse, and usually this confirms my first thought. And if not... I give the treatment according to tongue and pulse if it doesn't fit together. Okay. 
in recent years, the Sa'am acupuncture style has generated significant interest and a loyal and growing following. In the Sa'am approach, a precise diagnosis leads to a four-needle treatment to address the five element and six chi imbalances in the body. The four needles target the controlling and generating cycles. It's common using this method for the needle sensation to be stronger than in many other styles. Thus, the choice of needle becomes important. The Unico brand of needles lends itself to both strong and gentle techniques. These superior needles are made of uncoated Japanese surgical stainless steel and feature the best guide tube on the market with its unique beveled edge. Additionally, Unico needles have a tensile property that helps with freehanding needles into Jingwell points and allows you to more easily feel the arrival of Qi. Blue Poppy is the exclusive importer and distributor of Unico needles. Use the code QI2024 to save 10% off Unico needles at www.bluepoppy.com. You'll be glad you did. So first of all, this does not sound strange to me that that you can look, you can discern what the lesions are telling you and then a formula pops to mind that that's not surprising i think that's simply called experience right we do this long enough we see enough things repeatedly over time in some ways it becomes very simple we go oh it's probably this and then you start looking at a few other things tongue pulse lifestyle diet just to confirm your idea if everything lines up great. Here's your formula. And you, and, and then you, maybe you're not so tired at the end of the day because it wasn't too hard to figure out. But that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of not knowing what things meant, you know, on your way to figuring out what they mean. So that that's experience. I, I have a few questions. I, I so appreciate this list of things to consider. Some of them make a lot of sense to me, right? If something's bright red, clearly you're looking at heat. You know, if there's purple in it, there's blood stagnation as well. Right? It's not a wisdom. Yeah. It isn't. Well. No. It, you know, in the beginning, it always seems so complicated. And then over time, it becomes simpler. And this is what I mean with... It's not complicated. People are making it too complicated. Think easy, simple, be structured, but it's not difficult. You look at the skin, you look at the lesion, and you can see so many things just by the color, just by the appearance. Yes. Okay. You mentioned upper body, lower body. Yeah. What is that a differential for? Is that yin-yang? Is that... What is that? Heat, for example. Heat is light. It always has the tendency to go up. So if it's on the upper body, like uh, at the scalp, in the face, around the ears, it's usually heat is climbing up the liver meridian. And it depends how red the lesions are, you know how strong you have to work on the heat. 
then you know um, how you have to work with dosages, how many uh, pungent herbs you have to put in the prescription. You have your guiding herbs for the face. Um, my favorite herbs is Chihua. And it's so effective. You see the lesion where it is exactly. Then you can use a guiding herb. You use your formula, for example, for lesions at the, the scalp or uh, around the ears. A perfect formula is Long Long Dan Chigantang. It's effective. A lot of people with uh, psoriasis are stressed. If they ask them, what happened in the last months? Nearly each of my patients says, boy, I'm so stressed, I'm so tense. Then you know what you have to do. You have to move chi and relieve the heat from uh, the liver meridian. And it usually works quite well, really. I see that a lot of colleagues do not dare to use this formula. I don't know why. A lot of colleagues say, mm, it's too, too strong, too harsh. I don't think so, because you, you, you can use poucher. Yeah, you can moderate the bitterness, the coldness of the herbs. So you can um, work at different levels in the formula. Do you use a lot of poucher in your practice? I do. Yeah, yeah. For the lower body, usually the lesions are red and combined with uh, pustules with a, a discharge and it, then you can think about a damp heat or dampness. Dampness is heavy. Dampness would be never go up. It always goes down, always goes downwards. And then in combination with heat, you, you know what you have to do. It's not complicated. It's delightful talking to you about this because we have these basic principles, and we all learn them, and we all learn these basic principles probably in the first six months of school, and yet it seems like it takes a lifetime to really be able to understand them and to see them in how they express in our patients. I think I'm a very practical person. I'm not an academic high flyer. I'm always try to use uh, in a very my knowledge in a very practical way and I always try to not think too complicated I don't have the time to think too complicated and it doesn't help me and it doesn't help my patients so if I'm structured if if I make a simple diagnosis it's more helpful for my patient maybe it it sounds too easy for, for the people outside now. I think we the more experience uh, one gets, it's um, recognizable that it isn't so complicated. I think this is really helpful advice. I'm so glad to hear you say this, that it is helpful to keep things simple. It's easy to make it complicated, you know, and I know for myself, I, I do enjoy reading case studies where there's this, you know, very convoluted, difficult, multi-faceted, 
complex case. I mean, those are interesting in a way. But I think the things that are even more interesting to me is is when there's something that on first look is complicated, but you can see the simplicity in it and not try to complicate it, but look to see, is there a simple explanation? Maybe do that first. I suspect it would be more helpful for our patients. I suspect we'd be less tired at the end of the day if we could find the simplicity within the uh, confusion of clinic. I've got one more question I'd like to tease apart with some of this differentiation, and that is the thickness of the scales. So if scales are just sort of thin and flaky, what does that mean? And if they're like big and crusty and deep, how would you consider that? That's not so easy. That's that's a difficult question. It's a good question, but it's really difficult. First of all, it's difficult to see the underlying color of the skin. I think it's more important to treat what's underneath the scales, underneath the plaque. You can use... Uh, specific herbs to reduce the thickness of the plugs, like chingpea. Chingpea is doing it. It's um, it's um, how to say that? I learned it from my tutor, from Professor Ma in Hangzhou. It's by experience. I work like this. I look at the skin underneath the plugs, and if a plug is very thick. I use um, the herbs which reduce the thickness of it with herbs that uh, reduce the cell um, proliferation. This knowledge is gained by clinical research. So you can work with those kind of herbs. So really what you would like to do, if you can, is get a sense of what the skin is under the plaques and treat that. Yeah. Going to the root, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would do the same as I always do. But then I use the specific herbs that reduce the thickness of the plugs. Okay. So you've got to clear that away to see what's there. Yeah. And there are some herbs mentioned in my book, like Jingpi, they are doing it. Well, this is... This is just Chinese medicine, right? There are some things that are simple. There are some things that are difficult. I mean, one of the fun things about practicing this stuff is we've got enough interesting questions to keep us engaged for a lifetime. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. You know, and, and, and just because something's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. Usually the things that are difficult, in my experience, we're being asked to pay a little bit more attention. Or we're facing a situation that is, you know, maybe its roots go deep or there's a couple of different roots to the problem. And uh, regarding the scales, I think there's a difference between uh, the thick plucks, what you have meant, mm-hmm. and um, tiny scales that you can see in the blood deficiency type. There's a difference. And you wouldn't treat the blood deficiency type like this type with the thick plaques, you know, there's a difference. So the thin ones are more blood deficiency. 
Yeah. And these thick ones, are you seeing blood stasis as well? It can be. You can try um, to imagine this um, lesion. And uh, if you have a very red lesion, usually the plug is very thick. Or if it's purplish, the plug can also be thick. Like in my book, there are pictures from thick plugs above purplish lesions. Then you have blood stasis, yeah? And then you treat the blood stasis. But if you have um, a mild red with um, very dry skin, small, very tiny scales, and the skin is itchy, it's a completely different type of psoriasis. And this is blood deficiency with dryness. And of course, you would treat this differently. I love this conversation because on one hand, we've been talking about complexity. And yet at the same time, as we start to break it down a little bit, well, there's quite a bit of simplicity there at the same time. <laughs> yeah, It's the yin and yang of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. I have learned a lot about dermatology. I mean, to the point where I, I think maybe I'll even put on my website that I treat it so I can get some patients to come in here so I can uh, try this stuff out. And I've got this great handbook here right now on psoriasis too. So um, I think that will help me. There will be a second edition. <laughs> Sabina, anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we say goodbye for today? Not really. No. All right. Well, thank you so much. I encourage uh, those of you listening, if you would like to learn a thing or two or more about treating psoriasis, give us the name of the book again. Treating Psoriasis with Chinese Herbal Medicine, a practical handbook. There you go. Super simple. Very simple. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here today. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm -hmm.